Welcome, 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 or welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and I am in the studio today with Katharina. Hi. And Kristen. Hi, I'm a desert native. <laughs> Since we're talking about, never mind. We're talking about it. Joshua Tree. We're talking Tree. about Joshua Tree, yeah. so I'm from that area, kind yeah. of. And this is a podcast that's all things about travel, be it destination, customs, food, technology, and exploring the world. But before we begin, we'd like to um, pour our hearts out a little bit. Uh, we record this podcast a couple weeks ahead, and uh, there's a very current news item where, unfortunately, uh, the Cathedral of Notre Dame is the whole ceiling has burned. And we have named this podcast after um, meeting in Paris specifically because Notre Dame and st- all the different cultural icons in Paris and our hearts go out to all the Parisians. In- yeah, I mean, that obviously is a worldwide um spectacle like people come from all over the world to see that it has incorporated our you know media our idea views of paris and hunchback of notre dame all these stories and i think that it touched obviously a lot of people um we really lost a part of like human history in that but um i also am really encouraged by everybody's coming together to you know help restore it and also to remember that a lot of these none of these um you know artifacts from around the world are really completely intact from when they were built. So there have been, you know, the great fires in London and all these other places where we have seen these be rebuilt and we can still enjoy them and and experience the history that they, you know, stood for. So I think there's still a bright future ahead. Yeah. And just so sad. Like it's right around Easter. Yeah. 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 So, but it will get rebuilt. Yeah, they said in five years. That's their goal. That's yeah. their get it goal. Rebuilt, but I so. think it might take longer. Maybe, yeah, but yeah. So. But you know what? When it was happening, too, we were following the news story, and they they really thought it was headed for total destruction. So mm-hmm. it was even so astounding to see that they were able to save so much yeah. and save it from total destruction. And the relics too. Yes. There's yeah. so many mm-hmm. precious was, relics there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually shocked how intact it actually was. Of course mm-hmm. the walls are made out of stone, um, stone yeah. but um, I know that the whole roof was oak, but there was, it was surprisingly intact in certain areas. So um, yeah. actually as a side note, um, let's play speculation about <laughs> the cathedral. Um <laughs> One of the things I've been speculating is that, per- first of all, I don't know if you guys know, but there is, I believe, a, I, it's a spe- uh, an officially sponsored contest, I believe, in Paris. Um, and people can submit their ideas of what the new spire could look oh, like. Yes. Oh, yes. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Um, and I think when people rebuild, lots of times, and Paris is unusually forward thinking about this Mm -hmm. is that they don't necessarily look back uh, upon the past only to give them design cues Mm -hmm. when you look at the louvre i mean that was a that was a palace at one point and i think it was a prison at one point (laughs) and then it turned into an art museum and then when you look in the center the pyramid is uh, depending on the person you would say oh that's completely incongruous but it now it's very beloved when you see it. It's just like how mm-hmm. how what other way would it be? It's a combination. You look at the original palace and then you see it's like, oh my God, this old and then you have the combination of the new with the pyramid. Mm-hmm. And you know this I'm hoping that they move on and perhaps put something like a glass ceiling on it if it mm-hmm. won't destroy the artifacts or so that you know 
people can see the present and future and the past at the same time, not just rebuild it the way it, it anyways, I don't know. Have you thought about that? No, I didn't even know that was an option <laughs> to rebuild it in a different way. But I mean, it does remind me of, you know, the World Trade Center. And I was living in New York when they rebuilt. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh-huh. And and that was just obviously we didn't want to lose the Trade Center towers as it was. But what they rebuilt was so magnificent and it still stands for what we lost and yet is such a like light into the future. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'd be great to see Notre Dame do something similar. I guess I'm the opposite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would be I'm more traditionalist, I guess. And I would want the Notre Dame to stay how it was in history, rebuild it for so everyone knows how it looked like Which way one? back in the day. Which one though? How it how it was? Because I think there actually, if I recall, there was actually may have been two different roofs as well. Well, Probably (laughs) similar in style, but not like modern. It wouldn't be like a glass ceiling or glass tower. Well, they might be able to do that Um, in 2015. We're completely going sideways in Joshua Tree, (laughs) but I think this is a very interesting subject. Um, In 2015, there was um, a scientist who went in there. And he put a laser system in there, and he um, measured over one billion points of the cathedral. Wow. So he was trying to figure out how it was being how it was built because obviously being over eight hundred years old, no one you know no one had a records book or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so from that, the, the professor I forget his name um, has passed away since then. But the billion points of measurement are still around and available and available to the church. So if they do want to rebuild it almost board by board, they can actually do that. Wow. Um, so look online if just put uh, Notre Dame cathedral and like laser measurement professor or something like put those in keywords you'll see that and then there's actually you can see the 3d renderings of it in computer and then you can people wow. rotate it yeah. and it's nice. pretty amazing so but then i was also thinking like the notre dame the glass window the rose window those are supposed to be both intact I heard. they're intact yeah. but then like when That's you walk funny. into notre dame inside it's like mostly dark mm-hmm. but then when the light just hits that yeah. Window, it's so beautiful. So yeah. like mm. it keeps that and I mean if we do like, like a contract. Yeah. It, yeah, if we do like the glass or more modern, it might take away from that aspect. All right. We'll put like <laughs> you know, in the um in the dreamliner when you hit the window, the button, how it darkens. Okay, got it. We'll we'll make the ceiling out of that type of glass so okay. it can turn it on. And at night it can be turned on so you could see the stars. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Okay. Um well, this week, what we, we're going to go back to original subject. This week, we visit one of our country's treasures, the Joshua Tree State Park. It has over 3,000 kilometers of desert, and sometimes it's overshadowed by its siblings. Um, there's so, I think there's something like nine national parks in California, including like Yosemite, and everyone wants to go to the Sequoias, um, that sometimes Joshua Tree gets pushed down to the bottom of people's list. But it's not to be missed. Um, it has so many cool things like its gold mining ruins, mm. rugged mountains, and lest we forget why it is named Joshua Tree, those really, really weird trees that, yes. you know, if you've ever seen the Joshua Tree. The Joshua Tree. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, there's one on the which the 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 YouTube al- album Joshua Tree. Joshua yep. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So whether you're looking for peaceful beauty or strenuous adventure, or checking out the old west of what California might look like, um, you really need to go visit Joshua Tree. 
So stick around after our sponsor break. We've got some compelling reasons why you should be visiting Joshua Tree this summer and put it on your short list of places to visit in California. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. And we're back. <laughs> and the reason why we decided to do Joshua Tree is that um, Katharina just recently came back from it um, and it has it so fresh in her mind because she, she enjoyed it so much. She suggested that we do a podcast on it. So I will let you start. And sure. what, what did you like the most about it? Well, first, um, I guess I'll just uh, have you guys been to Joshua Tree? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, for our listeners who haven't been there, just picture yourself on Mars. <laughs> and you just see a bunch of rocks and random boulders everywhere. Random stat like when you're driving and you see desert, there's random stacks of rocks and boulders placed far apart from each other, close to each other. It's just a land like houses of boulders everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of always wondering why are these boulders here? Why are <laughs> these rocks here? It's so random. Mm-hmm. It should just be a flat desert. So, um, do you guys want to know? Do you guys know where the rocks came from? Oh, I thought they were nature's I thought, gift to oh, us. Did they borrow them <laughs> from like, Argentina? Or no, something? No, no. <laughs> but like how they got there? No, like na- from like science perspective. Are Mm-mm. they? Did the dinosaurs move them there? <laughs> yes. Really? No, just kidding. <laughs> yes, please tell us. I have no clue. Obviously, I don't know. No. Okay, so. It's going to get a little science I'll try to be uh, as well, clear as part. possible. Yeah. Um, so basically, is it's the result of Earth changing over millions of years. So let's go back 27 million years. I'm there. <laughs> In my mind. So back then, most of the land was gathered in one mass called Pangaea. Yeah. And here the continents were colliding with a, uh, with a plate in the seafloor. So where they hit, the dense plate dove under the lighter continent, and the heat below released water and gases from the dense plate. Then the fluids rose into the rock above, causing the rock to melt and form chambers of magma. Hmm. The magma chambers grew by breaking off pieces of rock and following fractures upwards. And then 100 million years ago, the magma cooled into stone. The hardened stone cracked under pressure, Since then, the ground above has been eroding away slowly. Then water seeped into the cracks of the stone and slowly turns the nearby rock to soil. The soil weared away, leaving the towers of rock we see today at Joshua Tree. So basically, this has been going on for 100 million years, and it's still changing to this day. Wow. So rocks are constant, not slowly, but they're still rising from the ground. Whoa, they're rising up, not rising falling up. down. Yeah, so that's why there are these towers of rock. And there are big ones out there where people like go bouldering and what's it called? Um, four bikes. Rappel and all that oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rappelling but and there's a, and free climbing. Whatever, but oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah. um, why climbing. can't I? Rock climbing. Rock well, climbing. yeah, but there's this bait. Ba- Base jumping? No. Like bailing, bailing. Never oh, belay. That's belay. When you, Thank but you. that's when you yes. rock climb and then you want to go, go down, down and you say belay. Okay. Yeah. 
But people do that there, right? Because some of those boulders are that big. Huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was just there two weekends ago and it was my first time ever. Oh, nice. Gorgeous place. My boyfriend took me there. Very Instagrammable. Yes, It's for just sure. like... Like you look like you're not on earth anymore. Bo- yeah, it's yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. boulders and, and yeah, I mean like... And those trees, obviously. Yeah, yeah the, the trees. Don't well, look like anything else. Does anyone have the history of those trees? They but, only grow in this area. In that area. Right? That's right. And then yeah. I think somewhere else randomly. Too, oh. On a different continent, though. Rude. They're related to, like, yucca, apparently. Yucca trees? Yucca, yeah, yucca. in the same family. And, okay. and uh, if you've never had, it's actually, I don't know, I've never eaten a Joshua yucca? tree. But <laughs> yucca. <What? laughs> well, yucca is edible. Yeah, yucca really? is edible. Mm-hmm. You've never had yucca? It's actually no. really good. I um, like it. What? Lots of Argent, uh, no, Brazilian restaurants and sometimes Mexican restaurants, um, they'll have them and... Um, actually, when they're deep fried, they, they actually kind of so, taste like um, uh, p- p- uh, French fries. Big uh-huh. fat French fries. Wait, do you yeah. eat the root of the no, yucca the, or the, the leaves? Oh, the blossom, right? I don't yeah, know it's if like it's a, a blossom. I, I just don't know mm. what part of the plant. But I'm the, forgetting my sixth grade science camp. And they're they're very um, how should I say it? it it's like linear. Um, it's like when you eat this, the structure is kind of like linear, almost not yeah. celery like, but you know, like celery has like the lung, what yes. you call it. So they're usually, I don't, I've never actually seen one that's actually pre cooked, but essentially huh. you can get these blocks of three quarters by three quarters by like four or five inches. Interesting. And then they deep fry them and they're almost just like a french fry. Wow. Ooh. All of the non-woody parts of most yuccas are edible, but the blooms in particular are quite tasty, (laughs) making an interesting addition to salads, soups, and other dishes. Please note that yucca should not be confused with yucca, which is a potato-like starch and is actually the root portion of the cassava plant. Oh, I'm thinking of something different then. Are you? Is I think I'm imagining? thinking of yucca. Well, I'm thinking of the yucca. U, the Y-U-C-A. Yeah. Yucca is Y-U-C-C-A. I, I All right, bad information. <laughs> Anyways, those are so. out there. Nice. Well, at Joshua Tree, um, so we had a lot of rain recently, and the whole Joshua trees oh, were blooming. the super bloom. I've never seen, like, the big white flowers or, like, mm-hmm. the big, I don't know like a big seed pot almost coming out of the Joshua trees. And there's like little purple flowers everywhere. Wow. It was gorgeous. So for you, for those of you who are not California natives, um, let us tell you what a super bloom is. First of all, <laughs> California it natively is very dry. Um, and mm. uh, we've actually had a drought for quite a long time. But lots of every once in a while we'll have like a an intense rain, and when you have an intense rain season, so like this year we actually we've been have we've been in drought conditions for over like ten years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, we're finally out of it. Yeah, yeah, and we're finally out of it from one season of rain. But the desert has a way for plants to continue to live, and there's apparently these plants become dormant. Right. And when there is a good rain, all these plants out of the blue will start to bloom. And so like what you normally see as just pure desert, all of a sudden you're just seeing just like something you would normally see as desert and rocks and everything. All of a sudden it's just amazing amounts of flowers of mm-hmm. uh, mostly the ones I've seen have been like poppies that are orange mm-hmm. and then like yellow ones. Did you see other colors up there? Uh, just purple and pink. Little I, flowers. Those are amazing. They're yeah. beautiful, for sure. 
So that's so. why we're shocked because, you know, most of the times you go to Just dry and desert, dry sand. and desert. That's this it. year is different. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah. So Joshua Tree, you get to go and see all the beautiful trees and the landscape and bouldering. Yes. Which I have never done before. And I'm afraid of heights <laughs> to an extent. And my but boyf- you like planes. I love planes because I'm oh, that's it's right. different because like when you're in a plane, <laughs> I don't know. Like I think if I was the pilot, I would be way more comfortable because I'm like, I am in control. Like, I like decide what happens. Yeah. yeah like yeah. a driver. Um, but yeah. So my boyfriend's like, okay, we're going to go bouldering. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking we're just going to go on like one big rock, not too high up. <laughs> And it ends up being a two-hour <gasps> bouldering adventure to the top. No. And it was so high. And Aww. I'm only 5'4", my boyfriend's 6'1". So he can, like, easily jump or, like, um, go to the next boulder. Right. And for me, it's like I actually have to, like, try to jump and hope I make it. Jump the <gasps> gap. Yeah. And there's a 100-foot drop. That's like some Mission Impossible stuff. And I was – and it got windy towards the top. And I was – I froze. I was so terrified. Are you sure I'm like, he wants to keep you? I don't know. Maybe he wanted <laughs> to leave me there. Who knows? But I started shaking. And I was like, oh. I cannot jump this right now. And then he's telling me you can do it. And I'm like, if I slip, I'm that's it. Oh, like, my I gosh. didn't have the best shoes. They didn't have really good grip. You were in your pumps that day. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just in my Nikes, but they're kind of worn down. So they weren't the best hiking shoes. And so he's already almost at the very top, and I'm just trying to figure out my options. Like, how am I going to get there? Like, there's this huge boulder. I can't jump. And then he tells me to put my hands on it and pull myself up, do a pull-up. And I'm like, I don't have the strength to do this right now. But eventually I found a different way around. It took, like, five, ten more minutes of me just trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. At that point, weren't you just like, forget it, let's go home. But then going back was scarier. Oh, great. Yeah, because we had to like already jump a little and like he had to lift me up by his hand. Like he pulled me up these rocks. But we finally made it to the top. I survived and it was windy. And I was just on this one boulder, like laying on my back, holding (laughs) the boulder. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm like, the wind's picking up. Like, I could feel myself just like flying off. That sounds miserable. I mean, it was a lot. It was fun. (laughs) But it was a puzzle. Yeah. Sure. Trying to, I guess that made it exciting. It's like, where am I going to step? Where do I go? Am I going to live? This is Am I going to live right now? (laughs) And then finding a way down was pretty tricky, too. Because, like I said, he, he has, like, no fear. He's, like, a goat on yeah. these boulders just yeah. jumping around down. Wow. And I'm, like, sliding on my butt, oh. on my knees. I was bleeding, <gasps> by the way. My Whoa. legs are in blood. I was, like, Jeez. scraping myself. Yeah, but, that's too much for me. Yeah, but we made it. Yeah. So Spoiler alert, you're here. I'm here. Yeah. I'm alive. All is good. Aww. It was really fun. But when you boulder, you have to, like, put your hands in different cracks in the rock to, like, pull yourself up right. or hold a grip so you don't fall. But before we went, there's a sign, like, be aware if you put your hands in these crevices, there might be a snake. <gasps> so oh, then my I, gosh. <laughs> so then I was like, great. And I have a terrible fear of snakes. I'm like, if I see a snake right now. You would let go and then I fall I would down. let go and fall yeah. or I would just faint. Yeah. Or I would let the snake bite me. I don't know what I would do. So then every time I would have to put my hand in this crevice, I would like start banging the rock. 
get whatever's in there out first. Yeah, or like let it know someone's coming yeah, yeah, so yeah. it would hide. And if I didn't, then I would like kind of peek in oh. the hole to know if I could grab it. This may not be a sport for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But I did it. Good for you. So it was good. So that was like a three and a half journey and then we just drove around and looked at the it's landscape beautiful. i would have enjoyed yeah. that a lot yeah. more yeah. yeah what about you what do you like to do Kristen? <laughs> okay well i am from riverside which is not that far um like it's not that close to joshua tree but it's like one of the it's like the last big city before you get into desert territory mm-hmm. um mm. and my mom loves camping so we used to go out there a lot when i was kids and oh, um nice. i have to say i'm not trying to like <laughs> whatever rain on people's parades but like the desert aesthetic has like blown up in recent years so no Mm -hmm. one cared about these california deserts as long as i was growing up i mean it was like kind of this people would only go out there to um like quad ride and stuff but now everyone's into joshua tree and and so um couples go take their engagement photos out there there are all these destination weddings out there married i was like what in these tiny little outposts like pioneer town like it's all the rage now so it is attracting so many more visitors, and and I see why. I love I love the desert, and I think it's beautiful. Um, but my favorite thing actually about Joshua Tree because there's really not much there, and honestly, <laughs> like you see the Joshua trees and you see the boulders, and and that's what it is for yeah. miles and miles and miles. But um, we would camp out there, and because it's out in the desert and it's so far away from everything. At night, the amount of stars that you can see oh. will blow oh. your mind. That's I what mean, I want to do. That's on my list. It's Camp just out there. unreal to see how many stars are actually out there. And that was my favorite part about going out there was the nighttime awesome. and just start from like horizon to horizon, just filled. That's beautiful. Filled wow. with stars. So that was really pretty. Yeah. Most, most of the time when I go is, is during the is the day. The, the day yeah, of course. because yeah. I'm not nearby and I don't stay overnight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think one of the reasons is uh, why people are starting to discover it is is that um, Joshua Nat- Tree National Park did not become a national park until the mid-90s. Really? Mm-hmm. So in 1994, it became a national park. Before it was part of, it was considered a national monument. But they brought mm-hmm. the status up to the next level. Okay. And it was part of like a, um, at one point, part of the California Desert Protection Act mm-hmm. is because I think that um, California, like it, dislike it, it, tends to be very forward and progressive thinking. Mm-hmm. And so they realized that, hey, desert for um it may look like barren desert to you but it has its certain types of beauty that we got to preserve it and once you get the designation of a national park people start to reevaluate what it is Mm -hmm. and i think that's why people have started to come and and look Mm -hmm. at it as like oh and they appreciate it i mean and that's why it used to be it's like i mean it's so obvious when you look at you go to like the the Grand Canyon or you go to Yosemite or something like that. But when you start to look at someone somewhere like Joshua National, uh, Joshua Tree National Park, and you start to reevaluate, you realize it's, it's, it's equally beautiful. It's just, it has a different type of beauty behind it. So my personal favorite things to go do there is I always like, um, they have all sorts of like, uh, there's gold mining there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very like, western Mm -hmm. area and you still get a lot of that vibe of this like almost like mid-century like 
western town and when you drive through so yeah basically the cowboys would take that route ah. through joshua tree mm-hmm. back in the day that makes sense yeah because they would avoid the native americans because mm-hmm. they were on the other side so that was their path okay to, like get across the felt yeah getting into a fight <laughs> and sorry just real quick it looks like joshua trees grow in our mojave desert and israel Okay, that's the other one. That might be the other place. Well, maybe Pangea, you know. <gasps> ah, we were in the they same were place connected. at one point. <laughs> yeah. Someone brought a seed. Yeah. They brought it over. <laughs> no, Pangea, right? I don't know we were Pangea is when all the continents were one land oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. the uh-huh. continents started splitting up. So maybe Joshua Tree was attached that area. There, was maybe it's all the same somehow. latitude or something. But at any rate, I think even even from a young age for me, we knew that like, that Joshua tree area was special and needed to be preserved. Mm-hmm. Like these trees only, well, only grow here, but right. you know, at least in the U.S. and stuff. So, and I think that's great that they brought it up to national park because, like you said, is attracting more people. Yeah. Well, for that reason. Heck, you know, we've been saying Joshua Tree National Park, and we've been talking about Joshua trees. Maybe someone should kind of describe what one of these things <laughs> look like. Well, just get a U2 album of Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see it. The, it looks like the okay. eagles. Like Dr. Seuss for me, yes. almost. Like, it's if like if a you Dr. ever Seuss read tree. or seen images of a Dr. Seuss tree. It, it looks like a short tree. That, what, about 15 feet high? Some of them get a little bigger, but I think in general they're pretty short. And and, and they're brown with like green spines. And they're kind of, I mean, they I think furry. of the brown part, like they furry. They right, look furry, right. yeah. But they don't have leaves, but at the right. end of every branch they kind of have, what would you call it? Like a green tuft of. Yes. Just So it's like a, a, a bunch a of furry brown, furry brown trees yeah, with green tufts at the tall, very, very end. Yeah. Very skinny. Yeah. They're like just like one, little branches everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. it's like one long skinny. And then they called? have and then trunk, it like the trunk. trunk, and it splits off into like different skinny arms yeah. everywhere in like weird positions, not straight. Not yeah. they're all a little bit curved, and then at the very end, there's like the little green spikes, like little balls. Yeah, yeah. like uh, co- like cotton balls almost, but yeah. they're spiky. And then they have like some of them have like the white blossoms on the very yeah. tip. Yeah. That okay, it's the white blossom. It kind of reminds me, like from far away, yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. if someone was growing pineapples upside yes, down yeah, on it or exactly. something like that, but white. But the blo- <laughs> they're actually multiple blossoms that are in the shape of a pine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but if you're out there, what's great is that they're um, obviously as a national park. They, there are tours that you can take, and you can go to a lot of the gold mining um, areas. Like, so there's a lot of these old ranches. Uh, one of them. Um, you can take a tour is something called Keys Ranch. Um, once the gold kind of dried up, there was a gentleman who actually, uh, his name was Bill Keys, Keys mm. Ranch. And he stayed on the property and kept on mining and just continued to live there, dug wells and such like that. And he lived there until like the late 60s. Wow. So he lived there for for decades, wow. you know, and... Um, but you can actually go out there and see his old ranch and you can um, and actually there's a bunch of tours that will take you through like the gold mining, um, whether it's gold mining buildings or um, yeah. people's yeah. ranches or whatever. And I think that's kind of fun, too. Is Calico Ghost Town. I've been there. Around. There? That's on the way. That's past Barstow. Okay, never yeah, mind. That's Wait. kind of more southish, right? Or... Uh, it's on your way to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. But 
in yeah. the Mojave Desert, you have a lot of those, like the old gold mining yeah. towns and stuff. Yeah. So it looks like someone's going to come out with a six shooter and tell yeah. you to get <laughs> off his lawn. Yeah. So, <laughs> if they had a this lawn. This town ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> I bet probably lots of Western movies were filmed there. I think. I'm sure. Yeah. It had, had to be. I feel like or space movies. I shouldn't say this because I can't back it up, but I feel like I heard once that even like some Twilight Zone episodes were filled out there when they wanted to look like Makes Mars or the Moon or, or something like a different place. Supposedly there, that place has lots of alien sightings, ooh, and I'm like, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> with a peyote staring at the stars. <laughs> can't imagine why. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, if you're Heart like an old style rock person, which I am. Um, one of the bands, uh, the Eagles. Ah, yes. The very, very first album. Um, you see a bunch of them kind of standing silhouette, <laughs> and that was actually taken at um, Joshua. Well, it wasn't a national park at the time, but apparently mm-hmm. they were all high on peyote oh, nice. at the time when they nice. had the photo taken. Oh, but you can yeah. see that on their album. Nice. So, I'll look for that. Well, I mean, is there anything else you think we oh, should add? Oh, there's tortoises. Oh, there's the nature, too. The nature. Yeah. The nature. Minus snakes, there's tortoises. <laughs> so when you enter Joshua Tree, there's a sign that says, watch out for tortoises on the road. Aww. They're not rocks. So Aww. I tried. I know. So I'm like, that's so sad. I tried finding some, but I couldn't. Maybe they were rocks. I just didn't. I don't know. But yeah, tortoises, different birds. And of course, snakes. Um, and they get bighorn sheep and kangaroo yeah, rats. Yeah, yes. coyotes, lynx. Um, lynx are are they those like bobcats? Yes. Or are they right? the same thing? I mean, they're in I, that family. Yeah. And there's so many different cacti there too. Oh, like within yeah. the boulders, there's mm-hmm. this one cactus that looked like tumbleweed, wow. and it was red spikes of purple flowers, Whoa. but it was like stuck in the ground. So that was also another challenge when you're like trying to get from boulder to boulder. Like if you step wrong, your foot is in a cactus. Oh, so. yeah. Nature doesn't really want us there. <laughs> Bats, you know those types of things. Uh, yeah. So before we close this up, yeah. um, should we talk about preparation to go to Joshua Tree uh, or what, how are you going to get out there? Yeah. Yes. So snake bite kit, <laughs> sunscreen, sunscreen. We didn't put on sunscreen. Oh. I was so bad. Oh no. Well, because it was cold. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like around yeah. like 65. So I just had like a long sleeve jacket yeah. and like long pants and I had a hat on. I'm like, ah, I'll yeah. be fine. He did. My boyfriend did the same. We didn't even bring water. It's not even summer okay. yet. Yeah. yeah. And we did bring, bring water. I was like, we should bring water. <laughs> and he's like, no, like we'll be fine. And we'll, oh, we won't be there that long. But I did bring a cliff bar in my pocket. I'm All like, right. just in case. Right. But for sure, water, a light jacket. But then when you start bouldering, it gets really hot. So yeah. then we took our jackets off and I got burnt. Wow. But um, yeah, yeah, a I snack. Mean, you can, I mean, you can kind of car it if you wanted to, to go kind of like through it and then like stop at the stops and do little hikes. But if you're yeah. going to do something more serious like bouldering, yeah. um, especially during the summer, water, mm-hmm. water. Um, the first thing, on, the third thing on your list should be water, then sunscreen and yeah. a hat and such like that. But yeah. make sure you have plenty of water because it if gets you brilliantly hot. can't deal with like pants, then you really need high socks because there's a lot of really scratchy and sometimes yes. like poisonous plants that uh, can really mess you up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I would wear clothes that you're okay getting ruined. <laughs> yeah. Because well, yeah, if, if you're, you're sliding, sliding down, down the, the rocks. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, 
so <laughs> make sure if you go out there that you're prepared with, you know, and then also there's, you know, there's camping and such yeah. there. And there's the, no cell phone reception, by the way. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So Good take the map that they offer you. Right. So you know where you go. And don't go off the trails. Right. Because... Joshua Tree had a lot of problems because of the super bloom. It attracted so many people. And, and the government l- shut down. Oh, yeah. And so there was nobody to man it. And so there was a lot of damage done to that by people going rampant and going off the trails and trapsing around where they shouldn't. So right. don't do that. The The other thing is that um, it's if you've ever gone out into the desert, it, it land, it's not easily landmarked it's not like turn left at the mcdonald's yeah (laughs) and this boulder looks like that boulder this joshua tree tree looks like like that that joshua tree tree. (laughs) and many many visitors get lost along the way so if you are going to be doing some kind of serious hiking or going out for more than like half an hour um walk make sure i really suggest you need a compass and you need to have a map and or like a um, the the little uh, GPS systems mm. um, just to make sure that you can find your way back. Um, people get lost in the desert all the time. So, Jeez, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and hopefully, we stimulated your desire to travel more and visit us in California and the Joshua Tree National Park. We have uh, a lot of things to come up with, and we'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. We don't want to brag, but we are the best kind of awesome at UCI. So check out our continuing um, education courses in person or online at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. And thanks again for tuning in. We hope to hear from you next week. <laughs> See you You'll next hear time. From us. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>